Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday. Nope. Yep. Yeah, it is. Oh, crap. <laughs> Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday, May 27th, 2016. I'm Michael Lagello. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I am Eklund, and we will give anybody $10 who can figure out how to fix Mike's lower third. That's all you need to do. It'll be, it'll be PayPal to you immediately. Te- email to eklundhockeybuzz.com. I have tried. I even talked to somebody at Google who said that that happens all the time, and they don't know why. So there's no That's real... Me. Mine's fine. Yeah, it, it's, it tends to be, I think, the more you know positive things you search, the, the more positive you are in life the more likely it is that your that your lower third's going to stay because oh. as we've seen Kevin and Mike can't oh, keep their lower third going. <laughs> so they're obviously searching for negative angry things and um Jillian I don't that's that's surprising but yet she's a positive person but yet she can't get it going either yet. Russ has never lost his lower third never ever. He's still a lower third virgin. My computer never. has the Zika virus. There you have it. All right, so here we go after 30 years in the NHL. Jacques Martin will finally make his first appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> it's a, you know what? That's insignificant. <laughs> it's insignificant. Like the average fan doesn't I know, know. I know. It's one care. of the highlights. One of the headlines I saw today. You know, there's I so know. many things going on. I agree with you. I like Jacques Martin. He's a great guy, but but fans don't care about assistants. They don't. I, I do. The only reason I bring it up is there was a funny. My funny story with him is when he was the GM in Florida, and Jane Bowmeister was. Big time rumor to be traded, right? And it was, it was going on. And I wrote, I think I wrote about Jay Moomister for seven straight seasons, right? So it was completely all the time. And he, and Pierre, at that time, Pierre Gauthier, who was who was going to, not yet the GM of Montreal, but was like, I think maybe not, might have been the assistant GM of Montreal at the time still, or, oh. you know, something like that. I worked for Montreal, I worked for some team. Um, he, he was in the press box on one side of me, and Jacques Martin was sitting on my other side of me. And Goche was a great guy, and I talked to him all. The, I talked to him a lot. He was really fun, really nice guy. I loved his kids. Really, really sweet man. And um, Martin had never met me in person, but had talked to me on the phone. So he was next to me, and he he heard me starting to talk, and I have that distinctively awful voice that I have. And he heard my voice, and he said, "He's oh wait a second, you're not Eklund, are you?" Uh. And I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't want to bother you. You know, what am I gonna do? Sit here all day? You're gonna trade Bay Moose? You're gonna trade Bo Moose? You're gonna trade Bo Moose? You're gonna trade Bo Moose? You're gonna..." <laughs> so he's like. He's like, oh, I'm really impressed that you haven't said anything about it. So then um, Goche, to my right, says, hey, you're going to trade Jay Bomeister? <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. Um, and he just laughed, and, uh, you know, they didn't trade Jay Bomeister, actually. They did not. not they, went through the tra- they went through the trade deadline that year and did not trade him. So, but, yeah, that was a he – is, he is a really nice guy, you know, and, and very, you know, French and very, you know – Christine and, and you know a big time won a lot of Stanley Cups as a player I believe didn't he he won a ton of wasn't he part of that Montreal Canadiens team that won a ton of Stanley Cups I thought no no he didn't play for the Canadians no I thought he did play for the Canadians nope are we sure of that I'll double check all right I thought yeah, I thought for sure he was part of that one of the, he was one of those were one of those Canadian winning teams you think um, of right. Jacques, you think of Jacques Le Perrier, probably. 
no, no, I know, I know who Jacques Leperrier is, but um, I, I'm thinking of Jacques Martin. But I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just all these years thought he was, you know. I know there's, I mean, there's all these guys who have played for, there's a lot of GMs who have played for the Canadians, uh, it feels like. But anyway, um, okay, other things. Three goalies in history have won Game 7 Conference Finals who are rookies. Can you name them? Can you name the other two? Yeah, because we know Matt Murray. Um, Besides so wait, Matt Murray. You said Game 7 Finals and what? Game 7 Conference Finals. Right. Uh, three goalies, rookie goalies. So Cam Ward. Cam Ward, 06, very good. The other was exactly 30 years prior. 76. That would be 20 years. 30 years. No, 30. 20 years prior. Sorry, I'm 20 years prior. Apologize. Yeah, bad, bad math, I mean. Patrick Waugh. No, that's what I thought, too, when someone said that to me. But no. Um, he did not play a game seven, I guess. Um, my guess is so. Yeah, I guess that's the problem. So you have to go to the other conference final that year. It's getting pretty Mike, easy. Was it Mike Vernon? There you go. <laughs> Mike okay. Vernon. Vernon. Um, yeah, Jacques Martin never played in the NHL. Oh, man. Okay, that's there you go. That's interesting. Um, a couple other really funny facts from last night before we actually get into the game. Um, I thought these were really – there was some really good stuff on Reddit hockey today. Um, and this is the other one I want to throw out there, too. Phil Kessel says he's never been happier. Yeah. Um, he said, "I don't hey, even I'm know what he says. I don't even know what to say." Phil Kessel. Except said. when, except when he's buying street meat in Toronto last week. No, just kidding. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. I mean, we got to respect. I'm, I'm not slamming Phil Kessel. It's just, it's just. Oh, no, he had a great series and stuff. He had a great series, and it's just, it's just. I think he's doing this a little bit tongue in cheek, you know, like. And you know, because he just, he's. I love the way he plays with the Canadian media. That's that's. So I'm really. This is not a. Slam right. This is why this is why there's. I mean, okay. I don't. I mean, think any, go ahead, Russ. I was gonna say honestly, we don't know how he was like at his 13th birthday party. I mean, he could have been happier, but we don't know. So we have to take I'm his. Sure, I'm sure he was happy when he signed the contract for that eight years, 64 million dollar contract, which he should have never been signed to because he's not worth it. I mean, oh, but that's boy. the thing. Phil Phil Kessel is a great hockey player. But Phil Kessel is a complimentary player. He is not somebody you build a team around. And he's perfectly fit in the Penguins right now because you've got star players like Crosby and Malkin who are the leaders on that team. And he doesn't have to lead. He doesn't have to do anything other than what he does best, which is score. And that's all fine and good. But, you know, I, I think that some people in Toronto probably have more of a problem with the organization that signed him to the contract and that traded for him than the one that traded him away. I don't I don't think the Leafs organization is crying uh, at all about Phil Kessel, uh, that deal, and the fact that he's made the Stanley Cup final. It's I'm sure they're probably happy for him, but you know, so yeah, his no, um, no one's saying anything about that. I think that that's I think that you know I, I think it was a good trade for both teams. I think that's what we saw. I think we've yeah, seen it, a good trade it, for both teams, and and I think that but you know time will tell on the other side of it. Of course, it's, it depends what happens with the players that they pick. And but for now, I mean, I think that Phil Kessel without Phil Kessel, the Penguins aren't there. I mean, I really do think that that's oh, the, that end of, end of the day. I mean, when you look at you know Crosby and Malkin and everybody like that, you know Phil Kessel may be their most valuable player. Um, and it, you know people say Latang's their most valuable player. I don't buy that, but I like Latang, and I know he pulls in a lot of time. But um, I, at the same point, I don't. Um, I'm not really a big fan of Latang. Um, and one thing, one last thing before I mean, I like we get Latang. The problem is yeah. his penalties have out, out, yeah. outweighed his scoring. And we yeah. will talk about that when we preview this next series because that is a huge thing. Um, the I one thing, the one, the next series I think is all you know is all hinging on 
part of that. That's a teaser. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, um, I, one thing I did want to mention because we missed it yesterday, and I feel really bad about this because one of the classiest guys in hockey is Chris Phillips. Okay, he is absolutely as as you don't get much better than Chris. Like Chris Phillips, people forget. Like this is a guy who who, who stayed. You know, didn't didn't go pro for a year because he was taking care of his mom. This is a guy who really absolutely is 100% class, was, has always been with one team in Ottawa. Although a lot, largely forgotten that he was the number one pick in his year. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And Yeah, yeah so a number one pick to take time off, to take, you know, that's something. I mean, you're talking about very specific, so, and, and he's been captain. I mean, and he was captain for many years where he didn't wear the C on that team, too. He was the guy who people went to. Um, he was the guy that media went to, for sure, and definitely one of the, the players. Always had time to talk to people. Always always was honest about everything in it and during a period of time when Ottawa was very very secretive and very paranoid he never fell into that world he was always one of the most real people to talk to and he, I mean, he hasn't passed away but I'm just <laughs> sound like I'm talking he's passed away but he's retiring from hockey and I think it's worth mentioning you know because I know it ha you know he announcing his retirement touring the, like right before the seventh game of a playoff series is very Chris Phillips like too because it really is not he could have done this you know any time, and he did it at a time when the media wasn't going to pay much attention to him. So I'm going to pay a little bit of attention to him right now, and uh, and say that you have you got... as a coach or an advisor, or somebody for somebody. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I think he will definitely be in hockey, and he's one of those guys. I mean, you've dealt with him, Russ, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I just I always found of all the people on that team, you know, and there have been a lot of like superstars that have come and go. You know, you had Chara, you had Redden. Then Sharon Redden overshadowed him for many years there, um, you know. But he was always the guy who was never too into himself. He he signed reasonable contracts. He signed contracts because he wanted to stay in Ottawa. Yeah. He you know he was part he of a team. Played. He always played. He always played. He was he was never hurt, hardly ever hurt. And um, he was there. Like I remember one time when Spezza was getting ripped apart, and he just he stepped up in the locker room and told a bunch of reporters to stop it. That you know they just they had to just get over themselves. That you know Jason Spezza well, was a great player and it was easy to pick on him because this is when you know wasn't there. Spezza's a good guy and just to stop picking on you know just because he's a good guy you can feel like you can pick on him. Well, I, I saw him stand up a couple times for people. Well, it's not it's not much of a factor, but the thing is is that since Ottawa's not a cap team, but he signed a two year extension. And he played, I think, a little over 30 games, not last season, but the previous season, and didn't play at all this past season. So right. even it's a 35-plus contract, so his $2.5 million cap hit is going to stay on the cap in spite of the fact that he's retired. And you know, to your point, he's, a, he's been a, uh, a, a career-long senator, very steady defenseman, never spectacular, but always steady. And, you know, uh, you know it's... I mean, it's a fine career, and I'm sure that uh, you know he he will be missed in Ottawa. But I think that organization is sort of in a transition, and they're probably moving on from a lot of their the the veteran group. You know, they moved on from Alfredson, now they move on from Phillips, and now I think they're going to try to build around the younger group with you know, guys like Hoffman and uh, you know uh, Zabinajad if they don't trade them, and a few yep. other few other young, other younger players. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, so I just want to make touch touch base on that. Um, another interesting fact that I had before we get out of here, um, and a lot of people are saying this about the other series. I got a lot of emails about this, and you know, I, we really appreciate email, email. I appreciate your emails about the show. Um, even if you have a problem with how much the Maple Leafs are mentioned, feel free to keep emailing. Um, 
And <laughs> I get a lot of this, which is, but you guys, and um, this is one thing I'm going to throw out there, defending the fact that we talk about the Maple Leafs a lot. It's not just Mike, it's all of us that talk about the Maple Leafs, okay? So, and the fact is, I mean, they are a story. They are, they are a top, they are a really interesting team right now. They are in the middle of a great rebuild. They are going to draft Austin Matthews. They very well might sign a big free agent. There's a lot to talk about, so I'll just leave it there, Mike. You don't say anything to get yourself in trouble. This is called coming from me. Center of the universe. You're so not the center it. of the universe. They, <laughs> just, you're, <laughs> you're just making it really hard on me, aren't you? You just want me to get more emails is what you want me to do. Um, all right. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. Um and Babcock is getting an honorary Doctor of Law degree from the University of Saskatchewan. So there's my leaving news for the day. I guess that means he can. I'm just gonna leave that alone. Can he practice law now in Saskatchewan? Is um is that what's possible? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Nobody, I don't know what the rules are in Canada, but I'll tell you what. Nobody's suing any dentists in Saskatchewan. I know that. <laughs> oh man. All right. So I'm kind of torn as to where which way to go today because we can we we can talk about. We have the World Cup of Hockey going on here. We have the rosters being announced. That's interesting. We, you know, but let's first talk about the game last night, and let, right. then, we'll, then we'll move on um, from there. It was it was a good one. We had a good Game 7. We have had like a lot of kind of bad Game 7s. This was a really good one, and the fact is, to me, what struck me as so telling was, you know, well, first of all, I mean, my gosh, Duran's goal? <laughs> I mean, Duran is absolutely had an unbelievable turnaround of a season. I mean, talk about a guy who went from, like, the absolute pits of awfulness where people were just ripping him to shreds, right, to probably not being the best player. Not you, not you, I know. I, credit credit goes to Russ, who continually said this kid's a stud, to the fact now that he is maybe the best player on that team. And it's just, it's fascinating to watch. And the goal he scored was such a crazy goal scorer's goal. I mean, he does make mistakes defensively, but you know what? I mean, you might as well have seen flames come out of his stick when he took the shot. Oh my gosh! And the speed that he that he came through the came through the neutral zone with on that was just, and just the, the the Rick McLeish cut across. Yeah, was, that was that was you know shooting across the green. That was big time, big time star player there, and and a big moment, you know. And it felt like to me the the fun thing about this game was the Penguins just I mean three times they outshot the Tampa Bay Lightning by tw more than twenty in the series in three of the games. That's an enormous enormous shot differential difference. And last night was no different, right? So. And there were points in the second period where you were just waiting for the Penguins to go up three to one, but they couldn't go up three to one. And it felt like that, you know, in the beginning of the third period, Tampa knew this, came out and came close. They came very close to tying that game. Anything could have happened. So it was a it was a fun game to watch. Matt Murray continued to just make some really good saves and more than anything else, just not get flustered at any point. Um you know, I think well, they, people, all the people are drawing these comparisons to carry Price with Matt Murray. I think it's not really a fair thing to do. It's, it's not applicable. It's totally different. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, and I was going to really strangle Mike Milbury last night. I mean, he he yeah. was like, well, don't be shocked if we don't see, you know, on Marc-Andre Fleury in this next series. Oh, my gosh. I heard you say that. Work. And, and then even Keith Jones was mimicking that. And I'm like, guys, wait a minute. So you're now telling me if Matt Murray loses – Game one of the Stanley Cup, you're putting in Marc Andre Fleury, who admitted himself he's not himself. Right, right. No, that's insane. Oh, this is, I, you know, nothing against the fine folks on NBC, but I've, I've been watching this on on Canadian TV and on the Hockey Night Canada. It's just fun. Listen, it's funny to be on a thread with you guys, and I like that I watch it on Hockey Night Canada since many of our viewers watch it on Hockey Night Canada. But so it's funny to hear like this stuff. I think it's worth mentioning the stuff that's said for the Canadian 
follower. I mean, what was that's that's incredible uh, that Murray that they would that that you know that Milbury would say they that. They were giving props to Murray, but then they're like, well, hey, you know, they're sort of acting like well, your job's still tenuous, you know. Yeah. You should not well, see Marc Andre Fleury at all in the Stanley Cup unless there's an injury. Period. Yeah. Or, or if if Pittsburgh loses a couple games and they think that they need a change, I mean, I I don't I don't put it past the Penguins to go to Flurry once again if, if Murray drops the ball, but he hasn't shown any evidence so far since taking over from Jeff Zadkoff in the first round that he's going to drop the ball. He's a fine young goaltender. He stood up to the pressure of a game seven. Didn't have to face a ton of shots. Now, you know, and, I, and Russ, I'm sure you're probably going to criticize me. Even though Vasilevsky faced a ton of shots and only allowed two goals, I think he that 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 goal that he allowed the the the, game, the eventual game winner by Rust. I mean, I thought Vasilevsky had a, an opportunity to prove a lot of things to Tampa that I can take over the job. I'm good enough to be the number one. And honestly, I don't think that Steve Eiserman after that series should have a ton of confidence in Vasilevsky. I think he's a good. I think he's a good young goaltender, and I think he will be a good NHL goaltender. But I, I think that you know they they go back to Bishop next year. I don't think they trade him. I think that they're. I don't know. I mean, look, if they if, if they go back to Bishop, it's probably more contractual than anything else. I think they learned a lot of good things about Vasilevsky. I I don't think I didn't see anything wrong like last game. Yeah, did he let in a bad goal? Sure. Uh, you know what? I I didn't see anything really wrong. I I I get that maybe even one goal in last night's game wasn't great, yeah. but you know what? It was more about defensive breakdowns and guys being in the yeah. crease than it was against the goalie. I, I agree. Completely disagree with you. Sorry. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with Russ on this one. He's clearly the more athletic of the two goaltenders, but I think he has some growing up to do. And There's I think no question he's got growing up to do. That's why I'm saying everybody is in a rush to say, okay, they can trade Ben Bishop next year. I'm like, don't rush into that because you got a goal a guy here who's 21 years old who I think you know showed some inexperience, showed that he needs to you know hone his game a little bit, and I don't think that he's ready if Tampa Bay wants to stay in contention next year, which I think they can because they're a very deep roster. And, you know, if, if they decide to move on from Stamkos and stay in contention, I think they can if they keep Bishop. If they trade Bishop to open up room to keep Stamkos and they go with Vasilevsky, I, I think they're opening themselves up to some problems because yeah. I don't think ready to handle the number one job just yet. I don't know. I really disagree. I don't know about that. I, I think I mean what he's doing is remarkable for his age, in my opinion. And you know, sure, every – I mean, he's been better than a lot of goalies who are way more experienced than him yeah. that he's that he's played against, and he's been better than and you know you you're sure it's it's are you going to sit there and say he's going to be the best goalie in the NHL? No, but can you sit there and say he's going to be as good as Bishop? You can. And he you still can, has defensive problems, you know. Right, you can argue that he's going to be as good as Bishop. I'll, and you I'll, know, I'll, I'll I'll make I'll make a statement and I'll I'll stick by this. If Ben Bishop hadn't been hurt in Game One, Tampa would have won that series. No way! You're now you're crazy. No, that's that is crazy. You, there's no way of saying that. And there's also, like I said before, when I talking to people in Pittsburgh, they they wanted to play Bishop in the worst possible way because they they had when they whenever they played Tampa, they had had so we'll much more success. Know. We'll never know. All I can say. We'll never know. But I mean, it, you know it doesn't. I found an old tweet, Mike, where you were happy that the Leafs acquired Andrew Raycroft. You were happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even was on no Twitter. Twitter at that point. I don't think yeah. Twitter was in existence was at that point, Ross. Uh, this, this is the thing about Vasilevsky. You've got one of my buddies who we've met before, Tom Laylaw, 
ex-Ranger. Um, two years ago, if you remember when we did the original six teams, he drafted Vasilevsky onto his oh, team. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, he also drafted Ilya Kovalchuk. Right, right. And part of the reason he did both of those was because, remember when he talked to us on the air, he was on here, he said that he did color commentating for the KHL and was just yeah. thought Vasilevsky was as good as any goalie he had seen in years. And oh, that's, yeah. that's the KHL is not a slouch league. I mean, and that was when he was even younger. I yeah. mean, the fact is he thinks of Vasilevsky is, you know, and, and I, I definitely, I mean, he's a guy who was um, a player agent, you know, was actually Brian Boucher's player agent, um, another one who was, who was also really risen pretty dramatically, I think. I'm yeah. surprised how fast Brian Boucher has gotten in there with all the stuff he's doing, which is great for him. Um, but I, I just, I think that it's impossible to say that, I mean, I don't know how much this all ties into Stamkos anyway, but I think that the, the way it plays into, if, if you're sitting there with the two goalies, I have a really hard time turning away from Vasilevsky. Now, we do know the rumor, and it's, it was true for sure, right? And this was this was confirmed by a lot of people that at the draft, they almost traded Vasilevsky for, for Ekman. Remember, the, you know, Ekblad, Ekblad. They almost traded Vasilevsky and Druan in their first pick. They, that, that was on the table at that draft. You know, Florida, is, I'm sure, are still glad they didn't do that because Ekblad is such a stud. But, you know, that, that would have been, who knows, I mean, that could have been a good trade for both teams. But at, you can see why Tampa did it. Tampa was desperate for that kind of defenseman. Oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about Stamkos now because, again, like four times I had to hear Mike Milbury say, why didn't he play more four minutes? He only played two minutes and 58 seconds in the second period. I like what I saw at the end, but why didn't they play him more? And I'm thinking, Mike, do you understand that this guy's actually risking his life yes. being on blood thinners, playing in the first place? <laughs> Shape. He had a He's playing, remember, and he has no contract for next year on top of it all. And you you're talking what? hundreds of mil like, hundred million dollars, perhaps, that he's and leaving. And you know what? For, for, all the, for all those facts, I give Steven Stamkos all the credit in the world. He really didn't have to go in there. He oh. wanted to go in for his team. He wanted to win that game. He actually, in limited ice time, played pretty well. He had, he that had a couple chances to score. Yeah, a couple really good chances. He let's talk about who, who did he knock out of the lineup. I don't even know. Who did he knock out of the lineup? Uh, no, you know he knocked the seventh defenseman out, right? Mark because they went. Oh, no, right. That's right. Yeah. Didn't they? Didn't they knock? Uh, didn't they go to six defensemen with Sam Coast or something like that? I thought. No, they went twelve. They went twelve six, but it was Mar right. Marchesio, the forward the guy, though, because JT Brown did play. Yeah. yeah. I mean. So so, I mean, is he more is, – is Stamkos in a limited role more likely to get a goal for you at the key time than that guy? Yeah, I mean, he proved it. He proved it. He almost yeah. scored on Murray on that four-on-four. Four. He actually wow. beat Murray. But if Murray's, uh, if Murray's jersey was – if it was two years from now when they had the tapered-down jerseys, that would have been a goal. Yeah, so, the other thing is, at the end of the game, when he pointed that whoever that was, Dumoulin, touched uh, the puck on the – Oh, team, my gosh. That was incredible. Yeah, Stamkos noticed that. Nobody else on that team noticed it. He right. noticed it. That could have been the difference. I mean, right. they, what if they score there? I mean, I thought about that too. Like that, him, that alone was the reason that he should have been in the game. I mean, just to make yeah. that play right there, if they can actually tie the game somehow, that was Any, an Anybody who criticizes Steven, Stamko, Steven Stamkos or criticizes John Cooper for not using him more really has no clue of what's going on. Because, I, I mean, I think the, the insertion of him into the lineup was motivational mostly, but he still has the talent to be able to affect the game, and he almost did last night. So I think I, I give him a lot of credit. Now, the... Go ahead, Russ. You don't think that Cooper wanted to play him more? I mean, that, that's just crazy. Of course he wanted to play him more. But it's, I saw him making some big hits, and he got hit a couple times. Yep. And again, 
he got better as the game went on. He got his legs under him. Yeah. He definitely, by the third period, he was rolling. But he did have that chance early in the game. Like, I mean, again, him just being on the ice, I don't care what Mike Sullivan said in the pregame, in the middle of the game interview <laughs> where he said, oh, no, we don't have to adjust for Steve Stamkos. Okay, Mike, thanks. Thanks for that great commentary because nobody believes you. Uh, right. Obviously, he did. And you don't so think that's people are aware of him? You know what I mean? It's like even if you're not adjusting with him, you're aware of him. Like when yeah. you're a defender on the ice and Stamkos skates by you to go pick up his position for the pass, you know that Stamkos is over there. You know that just that in and of itself creates a problem. That's just craziness. I can't. Well, I, I don't understand. That. And I'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about it today because we'll be talking about this the next three, three, four weeks until it's decided whether he signs elsewhere or re-signs in Tampa. But I read a, I read a piece uh, this morning on ESPN.com that said that the fact that Steven Stamkos played in the game last night was pr more proof that he's staying in Tampa. Would people stop making assertions and assumptions that if he's playing or not playing, it has anything to do with whether he's going to sign there or not? It doesn't. It really doesn't. He, he's under contract. He's been with that team since he was 18 years old. He wanted to win a Stanley Cup. He would have moved heaven and earth to get back in the lineup earlier, but he couldn't, and he got in the lineup. So let's just wait and see what's going on with Stamkos and stop assuming things. I don't think uh, – yeah, I, I don't. I agree with you there. And I, I'll just say this. I, I don't think that there's any more or less of a chance. And I don't even know that Stamkos really knows what's going on yet. I, I, I really feel you know, that's locker, true. Locker breakdown day is going to be a bad day for Steve Stamkos because there's going to be 100 cameras there. Yeah, well, but he's going he's gonna, to – he's a good – he knows how to handle it. He's, he's gonna, there's a really easy way to handle it. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet, so that's all I can say, you know. And that's it. And, and it's not, know. and it's not all up to him too, Ak. I mean, it's a, it could be up to the organization as well if they see that they need to sign other players. Well, that's the debatable point. Yes, I agree. Well, I, mean, I know, but I, mean, I, I think that's, that's a factor as well. I mean, if, no, if, we created if, that, yeah. if they're going to stick to, we're going to offer you eight and a half million dollars, and you better take it, then he's going to be looking for better offers, probably. Uh, there is some breaking news here. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Wait, is it the same breaking news when you told us yesterday Stamkos wasn't playing? That wasn't. I mean, I wasn't the source of that. It was that was Bob that was Bob McKenzie reporting Steve Eiserman saying that. Yeah, well, you know, that was the thing. McKenzie really screwed with me because I had a feeling Stamkos was going to play, and he did. But then when we got that thing yesterday, even I got fooled momentarily. Okay. Uh, according to our according to our buddy Frank Cervelli from TSN. Oh, Dustin boy. Brown. Dustin Brown has been told by the LA Kings that he will no longer be the captain, and that they want to go in a different direction. If that 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 fact, and the fact that he has got a long-term deal at five, I think five point eight million dollars, leads me to believe that if they can find somebody to take that contract on, that they'll trade him. Oh, they've tried before. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that's. There's, I, I, this is kind of sucky because it's like I, I hate this stuff. I, I really just – to me, I mean, Dustin Brown has been a freaking good captain for that team. He's been a great captain. He has been. And he's – and, you know, you can say he's not worth that money, but he is still worth something, and he is still definitely – he's one of those guys that, you know oh, – He had a pretty good playoffs, actually. He had a resurgence, I felt. Yeah, yeah, and he and, and he's just such a clutch player and has been his whole career. And, and you know, going back to his – even his college days, right? I mean, he's been – I thought he was – wasn't he – did he go – he grew up in Ithaca. I was trying to remember where he went to college, but yeah. he, I know he's been, he's always been just a great, you know, he's been, he was great for Team USA too, and you know, in, in his time there, it's just, 
I don't understand teams' obsessions with captaincy like to this level. Like, do the Kings really feel that this is going to change anything? Yeah, like, does this does this? I mean, and did 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 taking the captaincy away from Marlowe and Thornton change anything? Um, I I just I really the Marlowe and you know Marlowe is still going to be the captain. You know, I mean, or, I mean Thornton's still the captain of that team. I don't care what anybody says. Pavelski, you know, it's so funny they. Always ask Joe Thornton, "What do you think of your captain?" You know, that that's it's. I hate when it makes me crazy that the media people say, "So, what do you think of your captain out there? What did how did he do?" And it's just like, it's okay, guys. We don't have to like throw this in Joe Thornton's face anymore. Yeah, Joe Thornton I, doesn't care that he's not captain. Right. It we, doesn't mean anything. He's he our, said, he's still the captain. He's still the leader in that room. I don't think that's correct. I think he's part of the leadership group, but that team failed with him as no. The but that's not. Guy. But see, that team, that team doesn't look at it like that. I've talked. I, I know. I, I mean, that team has issues with Patrick Marlowe, but that team does not have issues with Joe Thornton. So here's and, the thing. So, so they're going to hand it to Anze Kopitar, right? And Kopitar has been leading anyhow. Yeah, like, he's not going to change anything. You think Anze Kopitar wants to take it from Dustin Brown? See, that's no, the other thing. I don't think he wants anything to do with it. You know what I mean? To be yeah, honest, I, I've seen, I've heard that as well. You know, like Pavelski really wasn't thrilled about this. You know, and it's, it's Dowdy. You know, it's, if it's not Kopitar, it's Dowdy. I mean, it'll be one or the other. Yeah, and Dowdy might. Maybe it'll be Jeff Carter. Dowdy might want to take the captaincy, <laughs> but it's not going to be Jeff Carter. No. <laughs> that would not be the right idea, unless you're a 17 year old at a Wawa in, in Glenside. It's um, it's not a good idea. Um, so, um, yeah, but let's um, but no, to me, Dowdy is, <laughs> Dowdy would be more likely to take the captaincy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Kopitar, Kopitar, I can see saying no, I don't really want it. But Dowdy, this I can see not why they it. lost this year. No, and you know what? If you can't, it, you're like taking the captaincy away from him because of his contract. Essentially, that's really what's going on, and that's not fair at all. Would think about that. It's not. It's really because of his contract, because you can't trade him. So you're going to take his captaincy away instead, or you and you're going to make that like. You're, are you trying to get him to hate you so he'll wave yeah, a no trade clause? That's exactly what I think. Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, that, what are we in fourth grade? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's a little ridiculous. This this would be like Jarrell walking up to Superman and ripping off the S and saying, "You're no longer you're Superman. No longer Superman. <laughs> you're like above average man. You're above average man. You're a, you're a disgrace to the family. You mated you mated with a human. Yes, thank that's you. Right. We're going over here. Batman's taking over now. He's right. the guy. Your, yep. your day's been done." Um, wave your no trade clause so we can send you back to where that you That woman is hotter than Lois Lane, so there you go. Actually, you know, that's a fair thing. That's a fair thing. The DC Universe has never had a trade with the Marvel Universe, as far as I know. No, that's not true. Actually, unfortunately, I do know this. That is not true. Um, <laughs> there are, because no, my son is like encyclopedic about this. I will be back next week and tell you, because I know he's, we've talked about it in the many, many, many hours. My son has explained to me what's going on in the DC and Marvel Universe. He is. I know. I remember for fact him telling me about some some that went from one to another, that that some were bought. Like you know, I, I want to say maybe Spider Man. Someone's going to kill me for this. Spider Man no, briefly. Spider Man was never in DC. Um, I know. Okay, maybe it's not. There is somebody. It's somebody significant though. It's somebody. It's not you know somebody of that level who started off in one and went to the other. Yeah. They okay. they don't they don't intermix right now. They, they not, that would just be wrong. Um, so <sighs> they live in different universes. All right. Do they? I don't know. They can't because no, I don't no, know. They totally they, do. I don't think they do. I think that's no. Wrong. DC is DC is actually in the real world, right? Like like no or no. 
No, Marvel's in the real world. Metropolis. Can I get the zip code for Metropolis? Metropolis is Superman, right? So that's yeah. Metropolis and Gotham. So that's Gotham DC. City. They are the fake. They're the they live in a fit where you know where the Those Avengers. The they do stuff yeah. in like New York City. Like the Avengers right. are part of this, you know. So that's the. But like totally, Flash is in today's world. They're totally well, in opposite places. Although the quite often they call New York City Gotham, of course, but you know. All right, whatever. Let's go back. To let's move on. Let's move on. I, if my son was here, we'd be able to fix this right away, but we, he's not. He's at school. So, okay, so let's move on, as we should. We should be. Let's move on to the World Cup of Hockey, shall we? Da, da, da. So, right, here's um, my, first, my first thing I want to say. Right now, four rosters have been announced, and we'll get into them, but go ahead. The, the fact that you have to now divert your eyes to look in, like, a bunch of different places to see who's on the roster is a problem because they just <laughs> And it's like, why can't it be on all one sheet? Why can't it be a one sheeter? Oh, I know. Well, I tried. No, if you go to if you go to my blog, that's what I'm doing. I'm putting them all in one place. So if you go to my blog, so far I have put all four of them up there. Um, you can just go to one. So that's if you want if you want what Russ is saying. And that's what I was doing. I was opening my blog to see exactly where they are because I combine oh, them. But apparently, apparently they are saved. They are saving Team USA, Team Canada, and Team North America for a show at 6 p.m. on Sportsnet in Canada. Yep, that's what I heard too. Now, Team Europe has not been oh, wait, right, wait, wait, let's, let's analyze that for a minute. So, Canada is going to find out about Team USA before people in the U.S.? Yes. Well, maybe... maybe well, I, mean, sure, I would, sure no, I would that, mention... Maybe, yeah. Well, I can't watch I'm it. Sure, I'm sure that that show will probably also be carried on NHL Network because... Well, maybe ESPN. Uh, ESPN's the one who owns the hockey. Oh, yeah. Hockey. yeah. So Barry Melrose will be in his finest attire. I hope it'll be in the U.S., but now you know. Let's see. Yeah. I mean. So let's talk about the four teams we know. Okay. So and of course I'm going to do what I have to do, which is put these guys into into Electronic Arts and 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 simulate them. So that'll be something that has to happen soon. Well, um, I have I have the, the for the uh, seven additional for Sweden. If you want to start out there. Yeah, I've got this. Yeah, I've got the. Let's let's go through Sweden. Um, the goalies: Rob, you know, Laner, Lundqvist, and Markstrom. Any surprises there? Not really. That's right. right. Nope, that's where it should be. Yep. Defense, Ekholm, Ekman, Larson. A lot of X. Um, Hedman, Jarmelson, Carlson. That would be Eric Carlson, of course. Mm -hmm. Cromwell and Strawman. Again, very solid. Very yep. solid, yeah. You know, two Tampa Bay Lightning players there, of course, that we just saw playing. Um, Strawman, hopefully he's okay. That, that was a pretty big – he looked like he yeah, wasn't in good shape. But he'll have three, four months to rest. Yeah, but that I wonder that looked like the same leg. Um, the uh, forward forward group. This is a good group. Backstrom, Erickson, Forsberg. Of course, that's Philip, not Peter. Haglin, Hornquist, Kruger, Landeskog, Sedin, Sedin, Silverberg, Soderberg, Steen, and Zetterberg. A lot of Bergs. A lot I'm of a little. I mean, I I know the reason why, but the Sedins. I mean, it's getting close to the time where we're gonna have to turn the page. But you know, I don't know who you put in instead of them. No, they're still really good. I mean, they they well, they Nyquist, are still good. Nyquist didn't make Nyquist it. Nyquist just dropped off, though. I thought about that too. Yeah, he couldn't win the Preakness. I mean, he's um, no, I'm with you. It's completely. I uh, I know. Are we gonna see the Are we gonna see the Are we gonna see the Louis Erickson Sedin line that we're gonna eventually see in Vancouver next year? We might. Very possible. I don't know. Boston says they want to keep him. I don't know. I say that, but I, well, I, I keep hearing Vancouver's going to be putting in a pretty just, good... Just straying off Sweden for a second, it's ironic you say that, Eck, because Jim Benning, the Canucks GM, was interviewed uh, this, this, this afternoon, and he said that 
you know, it's incumbent upon him to put a competitive team out there. Yeah. That team is nowhere close to being competitive. That team should be rebuilding, but because that's they, wrong. They were competitive last year for like more than half the season. I think that's what he's talking about. I, I mean, you know, I, I just don't. They were in the race. If you remember, we talked about Vancouver, and they were in the race for a while, and then they dropped like a stone. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, I just. So Lundqvist is obviously your starter here, right? Yeah. Yeah. They'll play every minute unless he gets. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess your backup is. Well, he'll yeah. play every minute unless he played like he played in the playoffs. I mean, you know, you got to be fair. Yeah. Team Russia: um, Obrovsky, Varlamov, and Vasilevsky, the 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 one that Mike hates um, from Tampa. Um, Andre Vasilevsky, who won't even get any time on his own Russian team for crying out loud. Why would you keep him on Tampa? Um, because Bobrovsky and Varlamov are definitely ahead of him on these depth charts, I would think. I mean, you know, here's here's the thing. I mean, the only change you could make is if you didn't think Varlamov is playing up to snuff anymore and you put Samsonov, who they drafted, Washington drafted a year ago. Yeah, I mean... And he is 19, but yes. But he is a great goalie in that league. He is. He is. I, and, and Varlamov, I really thought after after uh, Sochi, I, Varlamov, I thought he might have... He hurt himself forever with Russia because he really was a bad. Was a real problem in that in the Olympics. Oh, and I found a Team Sweden stub. Uh, Jason Strudwick, like he should be at least announcing for Team Sweden, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> there you go, defense defensemen. This is where the Russians are sort of weak. Um, yeah. You know, really. Um, Emelin Kulikov, Marchenko, Markov, Orlov, Voinov, um, uh, there's some controversy there. Like whether or not. Oh, I think there's some controversy, really? Oh, yeah, no. I think there's a good chance the NHL might not let him play. I've heard that. Um, and because uh, this is an NHL event, remember, this is not. And yep. this, is, this is an NHL yeah, but, event. But, I mean, well, that's true. But the thing is, I don't believe he'll be prevented from entering Canada. I mean, it would be one thing if it was the U.S., but it's. Everything, everything's legal, legal in Canada. Um, Zaitsev. No, but you're right. No, I agree with you. I think if it was in the U.S., it would be different. But um, no, and so Zaitsev, um, you know, so it's interesting. Like Medvedev, clearly off the radar now, where he used to be on the radar. Yeah, I get a feeling that the Russians knew something about that before he came over here. Um, well, I mean, he's thirty-three years old. He sort. Of, I mean, well, he I mean, also just got arrested, you know, here. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Uh, well, so. I mean, Zaitsev. I think Zaitsev helped his case big time. Yeah. Uh, being named as one of the uh, the all-star team for the World Championships, he had the highest. Plus minus at the world, so I think. But, that but Sergachev probably should be on that team. I don't care about his age, but the Russians always always want to make you sort of wait and wait in line, yeah. and you know he could replace a lot of he could he, he, there's a few guys he could replace on that. Line. I mean Orlov, don't you think he's better than Orlov? I do. I mean, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I I think Provorov is better than Orlov, but I mean he's really young too, so. I mean, obviously, Provorov's not going to be you know, the Russians would never put a guy in like him in there. But I think that you know this is um yeah that there's a couple guys on there. And I mean, Voinov, you know, he did look good in the world. Like physical specimen already. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What do I Forwards, know? Anisimov, Dadanov, um, from Saint Petersburg, uh, Datsuk. Going to be in the NHL though. He is going to sign somewhere. Yeah. Datsuk. Both, yep. Go ahead, Mike. Both KHLers. Uh, that were invited, Dadanoff and Shipachev. Hey, Dan, I can pronounce the name. Um, he, they're both going to be NHL players, probably yeah. more than likely. So. Yeah. Um, Kucherov, Kulamin, Kuznetsov, Malkin, Namistikov, sorry, um, Ovechkin, Panarin, Shipachev, like you said, Shipachev. Shipachev, yeah. Shipachev, yep. 
Tarasenko and uh, Telegan. Telegan. And Telegan is a, a, a Telegan, I Telegan, think it's pronounced. Thing. He's yeah. a Winnipeg draft pick. They still have his rights, and he might be, I don't know what his contractual situation is, but the Jets supposedly are interested in him. See, now here's an interesting thing. Pavel Buchnevich, who's coming over for the Rangers, he might be better than, than Telegan. I mean, like, that's, why wouldn't they, you know, like, that's, to me, that's close. But anyhow. Wasn't there a guy in the world championships for the Russians that was just killing it? Um, yeah, yeah. That was him, right? Shipachev was the guy who led the... Led right, the that was Shipachev, right. I'm trying to remember. Okay, thank, thank you. But Telegan yeah. scored uh, the goal against the Finns in the uh, semifinal. Yep, yep, there you go. Um, how good is this Russian team? Compare, let's, 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 let's just go Russian versus Sweden right now. What do you think? Do you Sweden's guys way better. Way Sweden's better. way better? Better goaltending, better defense, better forwards. Yep, okay, all right. All right, um, that's surprising to me for two you guys say that. I'm not so sure about that, but we'll 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 talk more about it as we go. Uh, Czech Republic um, goalies: um, Mrazek, Neuwirth, and Pavlik. Is this Neuwirth's job? I think it might be. I think Neuwirth. Based on NHL play, yeah. Based on how I played this year, Neuwirth was the best of those three. Um, and and I think you know Neuwirth is a re- is is the potentially dangerous goalie. He really is. He in a series like in a shortened series like this. Neuwirth could really give people problems, even though this Czech team is riddled with, ish- with issues. Um, but beyond that, this, you know... So defensive, Radko Gudis. Right, who were the goalies again? You said it was Neuwirth. Moravik, Neuwirth, and Pavlik. See, I'm surprised the guy who was great in the World Championships isn't in there. What was his yeah. name, Mike? Yeah. Oh, God, I know you're talking about... But he played five years in the, C- in, in the Czech League and only played one year in the KHL. But he was uh, fantastic. He was I mean, fantastic. he got like a 970 save percentage, whatever. Yeah, made the Czechs a really competitive team. Yeah. Yeah, I no, mean, the goal is pretty good. And Pavlik has not has had trouble with uh, on the national, you know, playing for his team there in the, in the Czech team. All right, defensively, Radko Gudis. So this is this is this is by the way team Radko Philadelphia. Radko Gudis' team, man. This is this is team Philadelphia because you got three flyers on this team. Um, Michael Jordan is trying out this sport for the first time. Um, I'm really kind of impressed by what he's what he's done in baseball and basketball. He's a Carolina obviously. draft pick. He's actually a pretty good player. Well, yeah, he played at he played at UNC, didn't he? Um, anyway, I don't think so. The other Michael Jordan, sorry. Um, Mikhail Kempney, Kempney, sorry. Um, then Zimnik, <laughs> you should be doing this one, Russ. Jacob Nakalagadal, oh, uh, Roman Polak, and um, Andre Suster is one of Mike's favorite players from oh, yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, yeah. yeah, he's tall. That's about all. All, all he's, a, he's built like a truck. He's built like yeah. a brick house. But um, European yeah, he, Chris Terrian, yes. That defense has issues, don't you think? Um, <laughs> I mean, it depends who they're playing. If they're playing Team Japan, they're yeah, fine. Who's the best defenseman on this team? Radko Gudis? I want to see what Team Europe's defense is because if it's if depending on what that is, this is the worst. Better than this. Team Europe's this, defense. This is the worst defensive core in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, deep, offensively, um, Radik Faxa, Michael Frolik, Martin Hansel. Alatemsky, Thomas Ertl, Dmitry Yaksin, David Krejci. Who will Milan, not play because he's injured. He's yeah, injured. Won't he won't play, but he's on this team. Milan Mikhailik, um, mm-hmm. who I was, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a big Mikhailik. Right I mean, can Mahalik even play anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, he's he, was a salary, he was a salary dump in the, in the, in the FNUF deal. The funny thing is, is that he was probably added because Yager... 
I, um, yeah, I, I bet you he does come. You know that people I, I've talked about before, but he was this. He's one of the more under. When he was at his best, he was such a really good player. He was that a really just, good player. He just got hurt a lot. He got hurt a lot, but when he was healthy, as a shark for a while there, he was he crazy. Was really good. Good. He broke. Um, he broke his the same hand twice last year. He's he's he checked Joffrey Lupul. There you go. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Andre Palat, um, David Pasternak, who's going to have a major role in this team because he's he a player. Um, Thomas Plakanic, of course. Vladimir Saboka, give me a nine, eight, six, four, um, and Jacob Voracek, who of course you know should be the star of this team. Basically, it's a good um, forward group. It is. It's not a bad forward group. Um, you know, it, it's not not a great one either. But it, it, this is, and this team is historically now there is had. One guy. Now again, I think I could had, look on that list and see where I might want Pavel Zaka rather than one of these one of these guys because Pavel Zaka yeah. is. You get him playing with Boracek, you might have an unstoppable two guys right. there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Pavel Zaka is not on the team, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, over. I mean, there's some guys. And no sure. Patrick Ilyash. They must think he's retired. He's too old. Yeah. He's too old. I mean, you'd have to wheel him in. But <laughs> I'm kidding. He's still going to play this next year, I think. No. I, I don't think he's going to. Yeah. I think I heard he was going to try. Whether or not he can or not. He'll be in the, in the new EA game, but I don't think he'll be in the real I would game. not be surprised if he was a Maple Leaf. Let me throw that out there. Oh, you stop. No, I'm serious. This is the, No, because no. Broadcast. Kill it. No, 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 no. I'm serious. You know Lula Morello's love of Patrick Elias, right? You need some veteran leadership on that team. No, you don't. He loves John Madden, too. He's not bringing him back. John Madden's not playing anymore. That's All right. Elias, I watched Chris Terreri is one of his favorites, but and he needs goaltending, but he's 48 years old. I'm starting that rumor here. All right, um, Team Finland. Well, this is interesting. Let, let me start off with this. The goaltending, Rask, Rene, and Miko Koskinen. And this is the thing. Look at the slap that this is against Antti Niemi and Kari Lettinen, the, uh, that, great, that great duo in Dallas. How, my, how how they have fallen that they don't even get the third goaltender spot for the for Finland in the World Cup. Miko Koskinen can't even get back in the NHL, and they're saying he's better than those guys. Right. You're right. That's very right. Who can give me the over under on the then the number of Ks on this roster? Okay, I just want to I just counted them just for the fun of it. Oh, what do you guys think? You, well, Yerky Yoki Paka. No, the number of Ks on this roster completely. What do you uh, think, Russ? Sixty-eight. About six. Six? No, there's there's many Ks. There's there's, there's six in Yerky Okapaka's name. Yeah, that's... Oh, oh, we mean all together. Yeah, and uh, the entire team. 75. Nah, you guys are a little bit high. It's 26, but that's still pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> anyway, I thought it'd be more, but... Anyway, so Miko Koskinen, four there, um, is one of the goalies. Tuka Rask, three there. And Pekka Rene, two there. Um, they're the th they're, there's the goaltenders. Um... And I, this is uh, Rene's job to lose. Yeah, I would, you know, Tuka. Although they love, they love Rask as well, so it's possible that Tuka Rask could get some time. Um, on defense, this will be fun. Yurki Yukapaka, um, from Calgary. Sam Sammy Lepes, Lepisto, who always reminds us, it's like the least finished name in the world, right? Yeah. The Italian fan. Issa Lindell. Um, Issa Lindell. Issa Lindell. Sorry, Olimata, Vili Poka. Rasmus Ristolainen and Sammy Vatanen. That 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 rounds out your defenseman there. Um, 
I think that's a better defense than the Russians. Yeah. Yeah, I think with that and then Ristolainen and Mata, um, you have really... The only, thing, the only person I could think of off the top of my head that I would consider adding would be Ole Ulevi, but again, that's up to them. Right. Billy Poker, the only AHLer in this tournament so far, um, which is interesting. He's a he's from yeah. the you know he played last year for the Rockford Ice Hogs. Um, yeah. well, Lindell, Lindell only played four games in the NHL, so that's sort of yeah. Pretty, he's pretty ready. I, I, that's Lind, that's on Lindy that he didn't play. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be an NHLer. And I'm really good. And I'm surprised that the other Dallas star that we've talked about, Hon oh, Julius Honka, is not on this team. Yeah. The thing is, I would in a tournament like this, I would rather have Yolevi than Honka because of the size and strength factor. That's the only reason. Yeah. Well, would you rather have him than Sami Lapisto? Probably. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, the forward, Sebastian Aho um, from Carpat. <laughs> um, Alexander Barkov, who we all know. Junis Donskoy, who we talked about a lot on this, and he's, he's a heck of a player. Um, mm -hmm. Valtteri Fipola. Mm -hmm. uh, Mikhail Granlund, who always plays in these things. Eric Hala makes you. Eric makes you want to holla. Um, Yusi Jokinen, Miku Koivu, Leo Kamarov, Kamarov, right? Laurie Kaporkapaski, Patrick Lane. There's Lane. There's a, there's a lot story there for sure. Um, Yuri Letera and Tivu Teravainen. This is a pretty good forward thing, but let's talk about Patrick Patrick Lane first of all, because um, the youngest player of any of these guys that we've talked about today. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. I mean, not not surprising. No, he he should be in there. Now, some people think Pugliarvi got a snub, but yeah, but, that's what I was thinking. But but you know what? Here's the thinking, though. You do have to create a team, and you can't have a team of the same kind of players. And and even Lime and Pugliarvi are pretty pretty close, other than Pugliarvi. But they play well together, though. I mean, if you're talking about creating a team, they can make that argument, can't you? But you have to have some muckers like Korpakovsky. Like you have to have. Some guys like that who are going to penalty kill, some guys who are going to just be energy guys. You do have to have a little bit of that. In a World Cup of hockey, you can't be playing a seven, an 18-year-old and a 17-year-old. I think, I think one is 17, one is 18 on the top six. And, you know, you can't have them playing. Well, I don't know about that. I think that's unfair because, you know, back in the day, you could have had, like, Gretzky and Messier playing well, together or, or Gretzky and Lemieux. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, but that's, but that's valid. And Lindros played in the Canada Cup as a top six player, right? Yeah. So. At that age, Sorry. but um, I don't know. The, the, is UC Jokinen really needed in this tournament? I mean, that that's the one player I was thinking about. I don't know. I mean, are there shootouts? What was that? Are there shootouts? Yes. Yeah, there are shootouts. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. And he's, and he's a and he's a solid player. I mean, he played with Barkov yeah. and and Line A at the World Championships, and more than likely, I'll bet you anything they put They'll that together line again. together yeah. for this tournament. No, you're right. You're right. That was a good line. Um. I'm a big fan of Eric Halla. He's like one of the guys that I really like in the NHL. I, I think that, and he does get hurt a lot, but he is definitely one of these. I think he is going to surprise people. I'm a fan of his bread. I am. Yeah, he just he can he can definitely. He, what was that your fan of his bread? Halla bread, right? Halla and, and Panarin together again. Um, okay, so there you have it. Um, is there anybody? If Marcus Stroman played in the NHL, we'd have a perfect. Uh... So of these four teams, how are we going to rank them? Let's just these four teams: Sweden one, Finland right. two, Russia three, Czech four. Yeah, I, that's how I have it too. All right. But again, Finland's winning everything, so it's funny that we never want to give Finland the gold medal, and at the end of the day, they walk out with the gold medal. 
Yeah, but what did they do? It, 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 you know, last time this, last time you took the best players in the world together, in in you know in Sochi, they I didn't. don't know. I mean, they just won the world championships. They won the under 18s. They no, they, the I mean, they're the future is bright for Finland. Oh, I mean, they won the world juniors. Like they've been winning every level. Oh yeah, no, they have. They won bronze in Sochi, so I mean, they're. We're, we're dismissing them. We're summarily dismissing them quickly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They and I, I, I would, you know, they always. It always seems like Sweden is just the sexier team between the two, between those two teams, and Finland yeah. just gives Sweden nightmares. Like Finland is just more like a handsome woman, but they get the job done. <laughs> like a handsome woman, and they get the job done. There you go, Russ. There you go. Yeah. That's that show title. All right. Um. <laughs> Robert. All right. I have not been able to. To, to, we have, I don't think we've come to terms with Russ the Chicken for today. Screw them. So my feeling is this, because we are going to be doing a show on Monday, all right? And that is that, and, you know, that, not, of course this means I would have to travel with the rest of the chicken to Pittsburgh. Oh, how is he to travel with? I don't know. We're going to find out soon. Okay. Um, they have deep fryers in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, this was, this, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I do have, here's Rodney, okay? So Rodney, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Rodney, I was going to, uh, we're gonna definitely, you know, you're not gonna. I think we, the the people still want Russ the chicken to be the guy, so you're gonna have to wait till another day here. Um, yeah, I don't like Rodney. I think Rodney just gave me the finger. Get out of here, you. I don't like the look of him. What now? I don't like the looks of Rodney. You don't like the looks of Rodney? No. Rodney's a good chicken. You know what? Rodney looks like the uptown chicken, and Russ the chicken is the in the gutter chicken. I like Russ the chicken. <laughs> What are you talking about, dude? This is my name. I think this is the perfect name, perfect voice for Rodney, don't you? Uh, no. No. Let's just end this show. I've Please. had enough. I'm out of here. Rodney is a fail. Yes, Rodney's a big fail. <laughs> well, with Rod Rodney, get Rodney gets no respect, none at all. That's none at all. I know. I, I well, Rodney is. But I'll say that he showed up. I mean, rest the chicken. Didn't even show up today at all. And wait, hold on, folks. Oh. Now what's going on? Are you actually going to do a show today? You're not even going to talk to me, are you? Nah, you see, I got it. I got it. I got negotiate. We got contract problems here. Get out of here. Get go. go, just go. All right, there we go. That's all for today. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.